Hey guys, it's your girl Tanzania Swanson coming to you for my first ever episode of my brand new podcast, Playbook Junkies. This is kind of your unscripted place to get your honesty, well, honestly. And I'm super excited and a little bit nervous to be doing this, but I can't wait to share my life with y'all. And I hope in the future you guys get comfortable enough with me and you share your lives and your stories with me. And I'm just really excited to see where this goes. And it's kind of just going to be an outlet for your truth. And as well as the truth is the world and what's been going on and what's currently going on. And I hope that I can inspire, you know, my listeners. And FYI, please, please, please send in anything you'd like to hear my take on or hear me discuss. You know, whether it's your personal stories or just some questions you have for me, I'll be happy to answer all of them as soon as I can. And everything remains completely anonymous, so please don't hesitate to lay it on me just as, you know, honest as you got it. And to kind of give you guys a little rundown of this episode in particular, it's kind of going to be a little bit about me and my background and where I come from and kind of what inspired me to make a podcast And to kick off this podcast, I'll constantly be doing a song of the day to kick off probably, you know, just about every episode. And the song of the day, you guys, is Juicy by Doja Cat. I don't know if you guys know her, but she's an amazing artist. She's the one who came out with that Moo song about the cows or whatever. And she just released a music video featuring Tyga. I like the, you know, version without him. But, you know, all power to him. But, again, it's Juicy by Doja Cat. So, please be sure to check that one out, you guys. I think you'll like it. So, now, let's, you know, jump right into it. For those of you who don't know me, again, my name is Tanzania Swanson. I am 19 years old, and I grew up in the really, really small town of Douglas, Georgia. I graduated in 2018, and I started attending South Georgia State College. And that's kind of where my story begins, so I'm just going to start right there. So I started attending college in the fall. It was August of 2018, fresh out of high school. I'm not saying that's a mistake for everyone, but Jesus Christ, please do not overload yourself if you don't think you can handle the work back to back. But anyway, when I started, I did not live on campus because I actually stayed right around the corner. So that was really kind of convenient for me. And being there and kind of mingling and meeting all these new people from these new places, it kind of expanded my curiosity for the world and the people that inhabit the earth and, you know, kind of like basically just all the people who are out there that I never met in different cultures and things. And I began to kind of be drawn to them. So that means I kind of like stayed near them a lot and I would get in trouble a lot at home for hanging out at the college a bit too late. And I know that sounds really crazy considering I'm a basically grown woman because I'm in college. But yes, I still actually do get in trouble for my parents a lot. And that me hanging around them so much and being at the college all the time kind of caused a rift between us. So to kind of end all of that, the second semester I moved on campus and, you know, I started to hang around them a whole lot more and I feel like it kind of... I guess being there probably put like a little bit of a distance between us because it kind of got like to the point where I would be friends and, you know, make friends and kind of distance myself the next day. And I don't know, it was just a lot, I guess, to take in. And I enjoyed that freedom at first, but it came with a price in the end. 
And so I met some good people and some of them I formed really tight bonds with. Some of them I formed really tight bonds with, and I'm going to get to that in just a second. And I'm not going to do any names because I love these people dearly and I would never want them to think I'm bashing them because I'm all about the love and I'm all about the positivity. And this all happened, you know, months ago. So I've, you know, really let it go and I'm okay and I'm in a better place and I'm at peace. But I went through a period of time where I think I was kind of trying to find myself. And it's really hard trying to find yourself and being surrounded by so many different kinds of people. And, of course, you're going to want to be like them. And, you know, their aura and the way that they do things is going to attract you. But, you know, you just can't get lost in it. And you have to stay true to yourself. And you just really have to be yourself. And that's something that's really important that I want every college student going into college to know, you know, that you've got to stay true to you and you've got to stay to yourself and remember everything you know and what you were taught and you just you just have to hold it really dear to your heart um I formed a relationship I'm gonna jump forward a little bit I formed a relationship with one of these people at the college and he honest to God became my sweetheart and he still is and we keep in contact daily and I love him to death and he kind of was that crutch that I leaned on that person I had because I went through some really dark times and he always was there for me and he lifted me up and I appreciate him and I actually became friends with someone else and our friendship kind of turned into a little bit more than that but at the same time it was without the label and you know my first friend warned me he was like you know I don't think this is good for you I don't think you should do that but like most people, when there's something that you're not exactly, I wouldn't say passionate about, when it's something you want, you're going to go get it. And so that's exactly what I did. I heed all warning and I went and got what I thought that it was that I wanted. And in the end, you know, I realized that he was right and I should have listened to him and I wish I would have. And if he hears this, you know, I love you. He knows exactly who I'm talking to and I love you to death and thank you for being there and for continuing to be there for me. And he was definitely there for me. I'm probably about to get really dark. And if this triggers some of you guys, I'm very sorry. I went through a phase where depression really started to knock me. Like, it was eating at me every day. It started back in high school, really. My senior year, I can honestly say, was probably one of the worst years of my life. I was transitioning a lot with being in a relationship to not being in one, but still seeing that specific person every day. So that actually takes a lot out of a person, you know, to be dealing with someone for so long and you guys have so much history and there's so much to the story that people don't understand and then it's kind of broken off, but you guys still see each other every day. So it kind of basically opens old wounds. But we had a class together and everything was cool. We even actually became friends through all of this and we would bond and we would talk. But there would be our days where we would fall out and stuff. And I'm the type of person when I fall out with people, I really fall out with people. Like that kind of really, really hurts. And I'm so much of an overthinker. And so with this person in particular, you know, I'd overthink all the time. And there had been nights, you know, I'd cry myself to sleep. I'd ask everyone for advice. And it just drove me into a really, really dark depression that I didn't think I was going to get out of. And at one point, you know, I hit the contemplating my life stage. I was like, you know, 
is it worth it? Should I still be here? Is this something that I really want to do? You know, do I really want to continue? And, you know, this just hurts every day and I don't want to keep going through it. So why not just end it now? And I realized, you know, that's really not the route to take. And sadly, it is the route that I attempted to take. I did try to take my life. And, you know, thank God, you know, he still had a purpose for me. And I was saved and I was sent to a mental institution called Greenleaf, where I stayed there for a couple of days and I, you know, got help and I really met other people. And, you know, that's what I'm most thankful for with the whole experience. It opened my eyes to meeting new people who not only shared the same, you know, stories and the same issues as me, but different people who are actually going through worse things. And it made me think, you know, wow, I think I have it worse, but imagine what it'd be like if I traded places with places with one of these people so you know that was really helpful it was really you know an eye-opener and I thank God every day for that as well as thanking him for allowing me to live through it and once I got released I of course was hesitant to go back to school I have anxiety out of this world you guys I'm telling you and I was like okay I don't think school is for me right now like I don't know if I really want to go back but you know my friends and my sister and my mom you know, they were like, maybe you should wait until you're ready. But at the same time, they kind of pushed me to not lock myself up in a hole and not beat myself up over what happened. And, you know, that once I got back into the swing of things, you know, that everything would probably get back to normal. So I did start going back to school. I wouldn't go to classes just yet. I would hang out in my room, but I would kind of still, you know, just be there. I might come out of my room every so often. But that was just to hang with my friend. And I eventually basically moved into the room with him. Like I would sleep in there. I would get clothes out of my room and kind of take them in there. And it's just where I hung out at. It kind of became my second home and my safe haven. And it was a room where, you know, there were no secrets and there was no shame and there was no guilt. And he was just a really easy person to talk to. So you know, it kind of made me feel better knowing that I had someone that was there for me. But that other person kind of, you know, kept popping up. And he, I wouldn't say he became a problem, but it was just a lot of back and forth. And of course, me being in the mind state that I was in, it wasn't the best time for that. So eventually, you know, it kind of got cut off and then it would come back. And it was just this basically circle, like this never ending cycle that we were going through. And we're actually still really good friends today. We talk not constantly or not every day, but we keep in touch with each other and we touch bases and there's no hard feelings for him or whatever. But I just want to kind of, you know, raise awareness that it's okay to not be okay. And I had to learn that for myself because I thought, you know, we live in a world where I'm, I'll just go ahead and put this out there if you don't know this already. I am African-American, and I feel like in black homes, depression and things like that aren't necessarily discussed and that are always talked about. So it's kind of hard growing up being a black child where you don't feel as if something is happening or something is wrong, that you have anyone to talk to or you can tell so-and-so about what's going on. So I kind of leaned on my friends a lot for support and not my family, you know, that's not the way it should be, but that's just the way it was. But I didn't really feel like I had much of my family to talk to. My mom has been in the dark about a lot of stuff. 
And, I, you know, I felt sorry for her when this all came out and all this happened that it was completely blindsided her, basically, because she didn't know I was struggling as bad as I was mentally. And I try not to let anyone know because I was that one person that was always smiling and, hey, if I'm smiling, you're going to smile. And even if I'm feeling down, I'm going to make you feel a whole lot better about yourself. I was, you know, just always that person that kept a smile on my face because I didn't let, like to let anyone know that things were wrong. And so it's not really discussed and it wasn't discussed in our household. It was a big shock. And then, you know, all out of the blue, I do this and it's like, wow, you know, out of all people, it's her, you know, the one that's always smiling and the one that's always cheering everyone up. It could really, you know, switch up and be her. And so, you know, I want to, again, raise awareness to let you know that don't struggle and don't hold it in. Talk to someone because whether you know it or not, there's always going to be somebody to talk to. And I thank God that he sent me that friend that I had to talk to and you know I love him with all my heart and I love him dearly and I you know he deserves the world and I really truly truly hope he gets it and he probably was battling with his own demons and some of them I am aware of and you know he would kind of you know cast all of his things aside to help me and in the end you know I thought that was you know selfish but he still kind of did it and I'm thankful I promise you guys I am and I know I keep saying I'm thankful I'm thankful but you know, coming from the things I've seen and the things I've been through, you guys just really don't understand. I am honest to God thankful. I went through a period of time where I was losing a bunch of my friends, and I don't mean losing as in we stopped being friends, even though I did have some people that I, you know, stopped being friends with because things happened and we had differences between us. But at one point, a couple of the people I know and a couple of people close to me started passing away and that in itself will take a lot out of a person and not only were my friends passing away but my grandmother who I love very dearly I feel like I was probably one of her favorites but I'm not going to say that but we all know the truth she passed away and my mom kind of didn't tell her about what had happened to me and that I was in a mental hospital or whatever whatever she didn't tell her she just told her that I was sick and my grandma kind of didn't understand and then finally she broke down and was like she's not really sick this is what happened to her and my grandma was like you know she's gonna be okay that's my girl I love her and she's gonna be okay and just know that you know everything happens for a reason but you've got to believe that God has her and that she's gonna be okay and that's why my grandma she's always been my rock and that person I lean to and I'm thankful to have gave her her flowers while she was living and I hate that she's passed and I do miss her every day and there's not a day that goes by where I don't miss her saying doll baby or instead of Facebook hearing her say pasteboard or little things like that like I do really miss my grandma but her death combined with the other deaths and the things that I was facing is kind of what drove me over the edge and what made me think okay I was contemplating it before, but maybe I really don't need to be here. Like, maybe this just isn't for me, and maybe these are just signs that, you know, the people around me and the people close to me are dying. It gave me this uneasy and, like, on-edge feeling that, you know, maybe I'm next. You know, maybe this is how it's supposed to be, that I'm supposed to lose all these people around me before I realize that I'm really the target. I'm the one that's supposed to be, you know, gone. And one of my friends that I lost, she actually committed suicide and I hated that because 
we talked about these things and we discussed these things and it made me feel like, you know, dang, you know, I didn't do enough or I didn't say enough or I didn't, something, you know, in my head just made me feel like I was wrong and I went wrong somewhere and I just didn't do everything I could to save her and that guilt really beat me up for a while and, you know, eventually I got over it and I still have my days where I think about her and I miss her so much. But I had to learn, you know, I can't beat myself up for what happened. You know, everything, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And, you know, maybe that's just how it was meant to be. Um, after that, kind of all these deaths and whatever started adding up, that is when I attempted to take my life. And that is why I sought help. And that is why I eventually got it. And I'm not saying once you get out of a mental hospital, things just get easier. Like, they don't. Like, life is going to continue to keep coming to you or coming for you. But being there made me realize some healthier ways and alternatives to kind of deal with it. It was like, okay, if this didn't work out, then, you know, there's this way to try it. Like, they just kind of showed me how and where... I need to channel my frustrations and my anger and basically just how to deal with things because they are always going to keep coming and it's never just going to get easy. And I, you know, like I said, met some really good people there, some pretty older people with stories. I was the youngest person on my half of the building and being around a bunch of like adult adults that have probably seen everything I've seen and have been through worse and they you know, don't know me at all, but were, you know, generous enough to feel drawn to me and to share their experiences with me it was really life changing. And, you know, they probably won't hear this, but, you know, thank you to them and shout out to them because they have made me a better person and they have made me who I am. And they made me realize, you know, there's so much more to life and that I was put here for a purpose. And I think that my purpose was to help people. I've always felt like that. I'm the giving kind, I'm the helping kind, the loving kind, all that. You know, I'm just kind of really open to helping people out. And my, you know, DMs, my text messages, everything is always open to people who need me. And it still is, you know, if you need me, just always hit me up and let me know. And I don't mind, you know, whatever time of night it is, I don't mind talking to you and helping you out. Because I don't ever want someone to be where I was and to sit in that place that I was sitting in, in that dark place, and really contemplate your life, because no matter what you think, you're always worth it, and you're always here for a purpose, and I know it sounds like, you know, crazy, like, you know, things don't go my way, and this isn't happening the way I want, and this isn't happening the way I want, it happens in God's timing, and people, we as people don't always, you know, sit there and think, wow, you know, God, he must have it, he must really have it out for me, and this isn't going the way I want, and that's not at all how it is, there's such a specific time and place for everything, and God will give it to you when it is time, and I didn't understand that at the time, I thought, you know, if I prayed for something, it was immediately supposed to happen, and it didn't, but he taught me, you know, he's the best teacher, he taught me that he will send things to happen when they're supposed to, and ever since then, like as of now, life has honestly been a dream. And I'm so happy, you know, that he didn't take me that day because, you know, I've started doing a little bit better and my well-being has just honestly improved. I've surrounded myself with an amazing group of friends and, you know, people who want to see me do better and 
people who know that I have this potential in me to, you know, potentially be something and it's what they want to see and they lift me up and I lift them up and it's kind of like a 50-50 relationship and I'm honest to God, I'm so proud of it and they know who they are and I constantly, I'm around them every day and we keep tabs, we keep touch, we keep each other basically accountable for everything because we don't like to beat ourselves up and we don't like to watch our friends beat ourselves up. We're always in the sense that, you know, this happened and it happened and you have to just get over it and you just have to give yourself grace and accept, you know, that's just the way it is. And you just can't dwell on the things that you can't necessarily change. Because like I said before, you know, God, I promise you, he's going to always put something where it's supposed to be or put you where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. And, you know, you just have to wait for your season. And, you know, being impatient isn't going to help. And you just got to, you know, pray and talk to him about everything. I mean, you know, if you feel like you don't ever have anyone to talk to, you know, like I said, I'm always here to talk to. But if you don't think I'm enough, God is always there. And he does, in fact, hear you. So don't ever beat yourself up about it. And in due time, it will come to you. But I was inspired to make this podcast for the simple fact that where I'm from, I feel like a lot of things are untouched and untalked about. And I really, you know, just want this to be a platform for anyone who feels a certain type of way or been hiding something and fighting these demons that they don't think they're comfortable enough to talk about. I just want them to know that I am a listening ear and that if you're going through the same things I'm going through, it will be talked about on here. It will be discussed on here and I'll help you and guide you every step of the way. And hopefully through my experiences, I can kind of inspire someone to be like, okay, well, if it worked out for her, it can work out for me. And that's, you know, kind of what I'm aiming for. I just want everyone to know that you do have a purpose. And if you need help finding it, you've got to surround yourself with the right kind of people and, you know, be productive in the right kind of habits. And you have to really push yourself and step out of your comfort zone and, you know, just not be in a daily routine. Because if you are in a daily routine of something, you can't constantly be like that and expect things to change. Like, you kind of have to switch it up and be like, okay, well, if it didn't work this way, I'm not going to do this again the next day and expect something different. You just have to switch it up and be like, all right, well, I'm going to try this today. And if, you know, that leads you to different results, you'll know what you were doing wrong and you basically just learn how to better yourself. And that's what it's all about. It's just being positive and pushing yourself and just, you know, keeping a clear headspace and staying out of drama and no negativity and just basically, you know, living your best life because you only get it once. And through losing all my friends, well, not all of my friends, some of my friends in the ways that I did, it made me realize just how short and how fragile life is. And, you know, I really wish I could sit down with those people and let them know that they were important and they did matter to somebody. And that is something that eats me up every day that I constantly, you know, have to learn to live with. And I am getting better, better with it. So, you know, just try to at least keep it together, if that makes sense, and talk to someone. Like, that's the most important thing. I can't, like, stress it enough. And I push you and talk to someone because I promise you there's somebody out there who understands someone who's been through what you've been through, someone who's willing to help you. And, you know, you just got to kind of find that and just get your peace 
and I promise you life does get better no matter what you think it actually I promise you guys it gets better so don't think about where you are now kind of think about where you're gonna be and you might not see a light at the end of the tunnel but I promise you it's there and I'm so thankful you know God has started to show me my light at the end of the tunnel because I was at one point hopeless and you know he saw me when I thought no one else did God saw me and he got me the help I needed and he's the reason that I am who I am today and where I am today so I'm just you know like overwhelmingly thankful and I do thank him for everything and I hope that he continues to bless me and keep making me this amazing you know person and a world changer and that's all I want to do is just change the world and help and just give people voices and help them out and so you know like I said come to me you guys come to me please 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 so all right guys that kind of concludes this episode of playbook junkies I hope you enjoyed my ranting because that's kind of what this basically was and I will actually get better at this but it's the first episode and I'm nervous so just cut me a little bit up some slack And I hope you guys enjoy learning about me. And please join me next week for a special episode of Meet the Locals, where I sit down with the boys of Two Time. Feel free to send in any questions or comments you like for the boys to answer or hear. And as always, Just Love Men, signing off.